I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Core Daily. I'm Scott Johnson per use. Hey, check it out. I'm repping for uh, Zelda today. Look at this. That little logo there. Got a little bit of the old Zelda love happening on the body today. All right, I'm coming to you guys with a slightly heavy heart. <laughs> Nothing serious, but um, something happened to me that I didn't expect. I think I have been wrong for decades about Final Fantasy and the series of games under the name Final Fantasy. I have been very slow very slow to come around on the series as a whole. And this isn't me talking about the MMO. Forget the MMO for a minute. That's out of the picture as far as I'm concerned uh, for now. It's just not what this conversation's about. I guess I'll get to the reason this is happening. Um, I have spent a ton of time with retro Final Fantasy games here recently, especially things like Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VI. I even went back and took a look at two, uh, just kind of all over the place. And I am still in the middle of a playthrough of Final Fantasy VII Remake, as well as, of course, seven on the PS1. And other stuff, the Konami series I can never remember the name of, like Sunok. Nuka Dukin, something like that. They're making a remaster of that coming later this year, but I've been playing the, the classic PlayStation 1 version of it. Those are not Square games, but also some Dragon Quest games and stuff, which are Enix games, which are Square Enix games now. But um, just kind of giving the whole genre a better look or a deeper look than I've ever given it time for in the past. And part of the reason I didn't like them in the day or even now is they're so full of cheese. And I don't know what happened, but by me doing this deep dive, I have learned to embrace the cheese here here's some cheese from seven remake so you can just kind of see the kind of cheese i mean don't worry i've got this Ah! catch me if you can Ah! i've been known to call that stuff anime bullshit um which also is not very nice to anime lovers. And I, there's there's lots of anime that I enjoy, but there's a certain level of cheeseball McGillicuddy that is in every, I shouldn't say in every, in a lot of this kind of content that has just rubbed me wrong over the years. And um, as a result, I would take some of that superficial stuff and use that as an overall reason why I would never delve deeper into the series or into the games themselves, modern or, or, or uh, retroactive. I just kind of gave it a, a hand in their face. And somehow through this process, that ridiculous level of melodrama is actually fun somehow. Some people are going to see this as weird because I know a lot of you already love this stuff. And I'm talking to the choir here. You already appreciate what it is and, and why it's the way it is. A lot of it is just translation issues, right? Sometimes it's just localization and it comes off a little stilted and weird and spent too many years hating on that, I think, uh, instead of embracing it for the weird, because it is weird and goofy and it kind of, it's a little addicting once you get, once you get in there, you know, I always like turn-based combat of any kind. And that's no different in these games. I really like the combat in all the games I've mentioned. And the real hang up for me was random encounters in the old games. That's what really bothered me. I can't, I used to just couldn't stand it. And even that 
hasn't been a problem. Even that is better for me now. I can play seven on the PlayStation one and, and be fine with random encounters. Whereas back in 1997, when I was playing that game for real on the two or three discs it came on or whatever it was for the PlayStation, I would find myself setting that thing down for a really long time because I just couldn't deal with running down a hallway and bam, something's magically there to fight me that I didn't choose to fight drove me crazy but for whatever reason that doesn't even bother me now even though we really have to worry about that now like in the modern final fantasy sense they're they're almost entirely real-time uh real-time battles in the case of dragon quest 11 that game still uses turn-based combat and i really like it in there it's not random but it's turn-based and it's it's great so anyway that that's just to illustrate how i used to feel about the turn-based or the um, the random encounter stuff used to drive me crazy it's like i want to be turn-based but i want to choose when this kept me away from the early pokemon on games as well. Same problem. Well, now enter Final Fantasy 16, which comes out this Thursday, and the demo they put on PlayStation 5, where it is currently an exclusive. Um, by all accounts, it is probably a timed exclusive for PC players getting that later. That seems to be the pattern they do over at Square now. Anyway, um, they're not talking a lot about it, and I think after playing the two-hour prologue demo, I understand more why they're not talking about it they want this to seem like a playstation 5 exclusive for as long as they can and they should uh for a million reasons but it's actually to their advantage to have this game on their platform and only their platform right now um i think this is going to sell a bunch of ps5s and make a lot of ps5 owners very very happy so i played it last night and i immediately after finishing it i did it on live stream you can see it on the youtube channel i immediately pre-ordered the game it blew my mind they took all the stuff i've grown to appreciate over this last little while in this genre and added some stuff I didn't expect and some things I, I think I wanted prior to all of this, which, which is this, some incredible acting. The voice acting in this and the characterizations in this is insanely good. It's really, really good. I cared about these characters almost immediately. And by the end, there's a, there's a couple of them in particular that I've just got like, I got feelings for these people. I need to see how this turns out. It's a, it's a very mature story, and it, it feels like they just got some of my older memos. So it's weird. I, I come around to the cheese, but then they bring me something new that is actually less cheesy. You know, it's still got the hallmarks of the cheese, but it's a different kind of cheese. This is the stuff I'm used to melting on my nachos, if you, if you get my drift. And they've said as much. They're you know they built a a, a, a very Western friendly friendly version of Final Fantasy, and uh, you know the the native speaking language in it is English. And they have gone on record to say, "Hey, uh, Japanese players, we think the best way to play this game. You can play it and have Japanese dialogue dubbed, but the the way we would recommend it is having the English dub and Japanese subtitles, which is a bit of a flip, right? That's usually what they tell us to do." hear it in Japanese, read it in English. So that's interesting. Anyway, so I guess what I'm saying is you're looking at a convert. <laughs> I, I was feeling real good about it even leading up to this demo and already I'm, I'm completely blown away. I think this is going to be a massive hit for them and it will be a, uh, a big talking point for a while in a year that's already full of massive hits. Uh, how do we have Diablo 3, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Tears of the Kingdom? That's just a few names I've mentioned. That's usually one per year you get one of those. We're getting everything. I, at the end of 2023, if this isn't counted as one of the best years in gaming, you know, let's see let's see how Starfield lands. Let's see how it does. But let's imagine that thing's a huge monster hit and everyone loves it. We're looking at unprecedented year in, in gaming. We'll compare it to years like 98 or 2005 was a strong year. 2015 was a strong year. Like there's a lot of years you can look at and go, oh, amazing year for video games. But I'm not sure 
2023 won't come out of this the victor. It just seems insane to me. What a time to be alive and be a gamer. Anyway, well done, Square. You finally did it. You got me. I'm all in. Make sure you catch the longer conversation this coming Thursday night where we'll have a big, thick episode of Core. Both John and I are playing it. Uh, I know Bo wants to, but I'm not sure uh, the wherewithal has happened for him yet. Um, But we'll be talking a lot more about Final Fantasy this week, among many other things. So uh, check out the podcast and or the video cast of what we're doing on Core. Find it wherever you get your podcast just by searching for Core or all the needs you have will be satisfied at frogpants.com slash Core. And now this. This is Bo being caught off guard by um, some funny dialogue in a D&D moment, is the best way I can say it. So enjoy that, and we'll see you tomorrow. That was unexpected. This place is topsy-turvy. Remind me not to take a dump in that hole. <laughs> Do you really have to make jokes? <laughs> yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.